amazing. Today on the Star of Parent podcast, we welcome back Andrew from Enneagrams, and we're going to be talking about shadows today. Before yes. we got in, we, I, we just, we both agree that I think it's a good idea to set a line where people understand what we talk about uh, when we're talking about unhealthy behavior and healthy behavior, and we're mm-hmm. kind of measuring it on a, on a level of awareness. So how yes. aware are you in this moment? So we've kind of put it down into three modes, but there's actually four, but we'll talk about all four, but we're really, really going to be talking about the three. Levels of just like thinking ability that if like most people uh, only usually stay at the first level um, and then some people uh, quite a lot of people end up at the second level so the first level is all the just first your first instinct your first emotional response you go for it you do it it's called the um, serpent ser- the serpent level so it's like it just lashes out at the first instinct and attacks and doesn't really think and so like when something happens to you you don't what you don't think about any, anything else you just react to it and usually not the, the most positive outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like you, you just, you follow your first instinct, you strike back and then you've probably started a fight with someone and it's just, it's your first emotional basic instinct, that's serpent. Second level, Jaguar is where you add intellect. It's where you start thinking about what it is, uh, where you start analyzing the information that you've had regarding knowledge you've studied, uh, like yoga practices. Like if you hurt yourself, yoga practice is a good, good solution. If you've got a tummy ache, um, you meditate, but essentially you use your intellect to resolve the issue. Um, usually it involves a little bit more uh, thought, provo- like you slow down a little bit and you don't react as much mm-hmm. like where you do the serpent. You're a lot more, you, you try to act uh, more consciously about what you're doing. So you'll start thinking about like someone uh, attacks you verbally. You'll, you'll think, oh, maybe they're having a bad day. And also the, like, what, did, what did you do to attract this sort of like, what did the, why did the universe present this violence to you? Exactly. Also, not, not just not just like yes, care for the other person, but also like how, why is this coming into my life? Yes, that's a good point. Reflection, totally reflection. Whereas yes. at the ego level, it's like I hit you, and you say, "All I feel is your love." Yes, and that's resonating there. So these are the different levels that we're 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 thinking about when we're talking about the enneagram shadow work and where people are where people are at and how they're functioning when they're at. So when we're talking about unhealthy, we're looking at the serpent and the jaguar levels. Those are kind mm-hmm. of, yeah. So and you, then you we're can't... talking about healthy, we're like when we rise up into the hummingbird. Yeah, I do also find there's like a low jaguar and a, and a, and a high jaguar. Yeah, where that's you start true. Transition, you start arriving at, like you're trying to be hummingbird, but you're not really, like you're more faking it until you make it, but you're still, yeah. you're still consciously trying to become hummingbird. Yeah, yeah, but I, I do right. find like you're, you're still you're still kind of slipping in where you're not you haven't fully gotten it yet. Um, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like your knowledge is there, but the the full like practice of like actual bringing it into reality is it's taking an extra little step. But exactly. yeah, so when we, we talk about your lower your lower like uh, unhealthy states when you sh- you start recognizing your behavior, and if you know like oh when I slip into this, I um I, I start reacting this way. You'll start realizing it when like later on you have you start reacting at a lo- at your lower fre- frequencies. You start realizing oh wait a minute this is a sign that I'm not doing very well. Mm-hmm. There must be some. I must be tired, hungry. Mm-hmm. So they must be c- conflicting with my emotions. Just and trouble. also too, I'm so glad that you're mentioning that because I might as well just get this out of the way because it's something that I've noticed within myself when we're talking about the enneagrams and I and I'm still quite tender about some relationships in my life. 
And whenever we talk about um, the fours for me, I find my judgment levels and criticisms heighten and sometimes I project. So I just want mm -hmm. the listeners to know if you're feeling these things coming from me, I'm aware and I'm working on it. It's part of my process. And yes. we just want to be authentic with you about that. Um, Andrew, yeah. how do you feel about that? <laughs> uh, I, I'm in the same boat with the seven. Uh, the seven is my shadow and I've got a lot of problematic sevens in my life. And so I do project a few things onto that number, but also I try to realize, oh, wait a minute, this is a seven. I need to watch out because this is where I start slipping into judgment more than mm -hmm. any other number. And it's just, it's, uh, and this is where like you can grow. It's like kind of the same thing when you, when you notice your lower levels, when you notice where you're, you get triggered, what number will be your like annoyance and little prick into the, into your side. You need to realize, oh, this is a, this person is an X. I know this person is a, is is an X is a, is a nine. Or your X is a, is a six. Your X is, a, is an eight. Usually, if there's a lot of people who like the same number repeats themselves in, in conflict, you, you might just start getting triggered in a negative way to that number. And when you mm. realize it, you you can start dealing with it. Mm, better, yes, that's, absolutely. That, that's the way I see it, at least. When you start when you start realizing, oh, I have a problem with this number. I need to watch out. It's that, mm. uh, like the story of the pit that we talked about previously yes. or later, later previously. The final uh, level that we, that we usually live in uh, is hummingbird. And that's when you try to get to where you see as things being done for you as an educational thing. So mm -hmm. um, when uh, you're conflicted with something, you react in a like, oh, why did the universe bring this to me? What lesson do I need to learn? What is mm -hmm. this going to be about? What, how can I grow from this? And the final level, which you don't live in because it's impossible to live in this level, it's just too much you burn up. It's called the eagle level. And it's above hummingbird. And it's when you dip into that really, really high consciousness, um, like, ah, oh, everything mm -hmm. makes sense. And it's like, and then you have a moment of realization and you go back to hummingbird. But mm -hmm. you, 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 vi you visit that air. You don't try to live in eagle or else you'll burn out. And that's not very good exactly <laughs> yeah. I love we need to watch out you need to watch out for what is your failings and everyone has their own personal failings and it's one of those things like it you, you see the world through your lens and mm -hmm. through your personality your numbers and you shouldn't project that onto the people and other people should right. project that onto yours and when you start realizing right. where you project you can start dealing with stuff better Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about patterns that have been, you know, documented and observed for, um, for years, actually, and any has been going on for, I don't know how long, centuries. Um, so yeah. this isn't just us projecting, it's stuff that we're, we've learned and, and we're sharing with you. So um, yep. just want to jump right in. So we're going to start with the ones. Yes, the ones, the perfectionists, everything must be done my way. <laughs> but they also make the best list like if you go on a, like honestly if you go on, on a travel with a one they will organize the best of everything but mm -hmm. so that's them at their best they are wisdom they've got loads of wisdom they are rational and self-disciplined uh they have an intense sense of right and wrong in the kindest most straightforward way um they are they're they remi remember everything and they'll remind you of anything if they if you tell them like oh remind me of this in the future they will mm -hmm. <laughs> like um they uh, they have a really big sense of honor and when they give their word they they give it um and they understand moderation and truth very well they, they mm -hmm. basically once once they achieve their their higher like whenever their best they understand that there's a higher purpose their right and wrong all their rules all their rigidity can actually be put towards a pr productive positive way and they also soften it a little bit because they realize oh i can use this to not just control my life but to like make everyone happier mm -hmm. but when they're in their shadow 
it's yes th that way. no that's the things that when, when they start slipping downward a little bit more like when they're they start getting upset with reality they start wanting things to be different which mm -hmm. it's really hard to force the world to to, fo to follow your rules um they can start crusades to tell you how it's supposed to be done um they are or they organize to the point of rigidity like they, they are unyieldingly uh creative of their of a schedule and this is someone like where he's like oh we need to go over here now it's like like but the schedule is this that mm -hmm. might be a one who, who created the perfect organization schedule but don't put that on a massive as we've said never type a person according to one reaction mm -hmm. right um but uh they get emotionally stuck and they nag when when a one starts getting uh lower and lower um and they start dealing with uh, absolutes there are no mm -hmm. it depends yes no black white no if ands or buts uh and they start getting uh moralizing and scolding uh to people about just through like their point of view and what you're doing and they can get angry and abrasive mm -hmm. um, once also get a little bit i get worried i guess and at least I'm cautious about the way other people perceive them because they're so stuck on their ideals and the way of going yeah. about life they think that if someone sees oh i'm not doing that today they're going to think that i'm bad so i have to stick to the plan not only just mm -hmm. for myself, but because of my image to others. Yes, their their concept of right and wrong stops being a positive aid to their life, but and starts becoming a cage for them to be stuck in. Like they right. must be doing. When, instead of when they realize, oh, I should probably be focusing on myself and my health and relax today. If they're like, no, no, I must do this and I have to do this, and they start, mm -hmm. it gets angry and abrasive, and you start having yes. to go, oh, <laughs> you you kind of want to go away. Like I'm gonna let you devolve into whatever this is going to be <laughs> yes and when they get really unhealthy like when they're in their serpent levels it yes. becomes downright mean and they, critical they their, yeah they fall into their four and they become like a martyr and they're the worst okay. whiners ever they just go <laughs> they go they're going to like it's not the way i planned it and it's just like i have this is the rules this is the way it's supposed to and it's like oh no just oh you start, and they start getting really they, they spin like the four spins like there's the emotional <laughs> spiral the four can live in the mm -hmm. one gets sucked into it into, into the whirlpool or the, yeah. the, the fork i think it's kind of like floating on, on a tube on top just like ah this is the swirl of emotions of life the one mm. is like ah! <laughs> <laughs> so this is yeah. where breath work comes in handy yes. um i mean they are at their best they are deeply unselfish and giving um they are always know exactly what to give like a, a two where that their like regular level knows exactly what all their friends like, the food, the music, the comfort level, uh, the temperature of the car, all that stuff. At, but they start, uh, when, when at the lower levels, it gets, it's a bit manipulative as in like, I'm doing this to invest in the friendship and the fact that I know this, you, you will come to me. At the mm. higher levels, they do it because for unselfish, pure giving. They just want to give it to you because you are their friend and they love you and they will, uh, and they will give you exactly what they know you want out of pure mm -hmm. love not as an investment into the relationship. Um, they uh, start fulfilling their own needs before others. Um, the, the, the thing is, uh, the problem with the two is that they end up wanting to like put the, the oxygen mask on the child before themselves, but they, they learn that they need to put the mask on themselves before the child. Friendly and passionate. And a two can make things run smoothly, perfectly well uh, mm -hmm. when they're at their best because they understand what everyone's needs are, their own needs are, and they start at, and they start fulfilling all of them equally along with focusing a little bit more on their own <laughs> they realize they are selfish and they want and they need to take care of their own needs uh, which at a lower level the twos is not don't do, don't realize at all that they have 
they people please and invest in friendships. Um, they don't, they aren't fully authentic with why, with uh, how they are behaving in the relationship. They start flattering you to become, to make you like, to be to their side. It's, they do a whole bunch of nice things so that at one point, if you say like, no, they can start pulling that back on you. Um, that you can kind of imagine as the cloying mother-in-law that brings soup when you're not, when you don't really need it and just like stays and wants you to eat it in front of them. And like, I want you to feel loved by me. It's like, mm. uh, back away. You're just like, this is too much. Like, I get that you <laughs> love me, but like, I don't get why you're staring at me eating the soup you just delivered at two o'clock right after I've had lunch. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I have a life. Mm. Um, they start, they, that's the intrusive part of their nature that starts arriving when they, they lower themselves, they get lower and lower. Um, mm-hmm. They need to be needed uh, is kind of what happens. Uh, at, at even lower, they start becoming kind of possessive and controlling of their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they start telling things about how, how hard things are. They start becoming the martyr. They martyrize themselves and like, uh, like oh, I, I was doing this and someone didn't, lo- didn't love me. Mm-hmm. They create all these right. dramatic stories. Right. So um, the biggest lesson that two has to learn is self-care. Yes. Sure. Um, at the at the bottom, there are two options for behavior with a with a with a, a, a two. Um, the there's the kind of like stalker, violent uh, when turned away, um, kind of like the movie Fatal Attraction. Um, mm-hmm. But like there's somebody who's like fully into the relationship, um, or there's the other version, which is they're sticky for attention, and uh, they start creating massive illnesses uh, to attract attention. Basically, they mm-hmm. uh, a lot of twos manifest pain and uh, it, and like chronic illness to be to feel the love that they think they deserve or oh, they can't ask okay. for they, they, they essentially like is it like oh I, I like I, I like my knees are not important my knees aren't important I mean let's take care of everyone else in the body just like I, I I'm gonna shut down and give you this horribly debilitating uh, debilitating disease just to, like get you to deal with yourself and deal with your emotions that's kind of with the two if they don't take care of themselves they get very mm-hmm. sick okay. and it's, it's one of the it's one it's why that's why the importance of the two is to take care of themselves emotionally physically Go to, go to the spa, get your nails done, get a mm-hmm. massage, do things for yourself and you'll be, they'll be much better. Because a two, it wants to start obsessing over their friendships and their links and they start, it, it can really put their, it can really harm them because they're denying their own needs. Mm-hmm. And they start hurting themselves to save someone else. When they should be focused on themselves, that person might not, not even need their help. Right, right, good point. Yeah. Ooh. They, yeah, no, the, the, the unfortunately, the, the two is a weird, weird number because at their, their shadow looks like the best thing ever, which is I'm going to help everyone else at the expense of my own needs. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a very like positive thing to do, but the, the problem there is at your own, at the expense of your own needs. Mm-hmm. Like yes, helping everyone is a very positive, very good thing that we should all strive for. But mm-hmm. when you start harming yourself to do that, that's when the two turns into the shadow and the serpent and all the, the cloying. Yeah, attention. it's because it becomes aggressive. It starts to mirror that eight yes. energy, you yes. know, that, that very forceful, uh, which is which, which isn't always welcome. So no. I get that. Like, I'm gonna I get like, that. I'm gonna give you my love. It's like nah. And you <laughs> and you better take it. <laughs> yeah. like, and at your own risk of your of your own safety, take my love. You must accept it. It's like oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for the cake. I'm going to throw up now. I've eaten 10 pieces already. It's like you end up with that. Re- so that's why when the two needs to realize and they start getting possessive of their friends and like start, start not like not giving, but investing, which yeah. like when uh, investing is when you give a gift with the assumption that something will be given in return, be mm-hmm. it love, another uh, a gift in the future, um, a ride to the, to the mall. Uh, if you start saying like, oh, well, I, ga- I, gave you, I gave you a ride last week 
if you start doing that, like you're not really giving, you are investing. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't apply to only to twos, but a lot of people uh, think they're giving to people, but they're really investing in the friendship. Oh, they're like, um, it, it's, it's the twos do it the like the best, but everyone else does that too. I found myself mm-hmm. in the past realizing, oh, wait a minute, am I giving this gift or am I investing in this friendship? Mm. And I, I've, I've had to really, uh, I, I had to analyze that a, a couple of years ago and, um, but I, I do watch for it. Um, I don't know how you've had with that, with that investing or seeing people do. I it. think that when I was younger, when I was, when I was a lot younger, probably in my twenties, I was like that a lot. I would give a lot of gifts thinking that, okay, I'm solidifying our friendship. And this is a token to let you know that we are now bonded. <laughs> and it's actually not the case at all. A gift is a gift without any strings yes. attached. And it's, it's uh, for them to choose what they, they want to do with it. Whether they mm-hmm. want to keep it or give it away, it's their choice. Mm-hmm. And that's one mm-hmm. time when you start, you should probably pull back and realize, okay, breathe, calm down, which is actually good for any number. The breathing yeah, and calming down, we start spinning. If you feel like that, that friend betrayed you by giving the gift to someone else, you've probably invested and not given. The three, the chameleon, uh, getting things done at their healthiest. Um, they are excellent at... Um, at going in and knowing how they feel and what they actually want. Because uh, a, a three has a habit of blocking off their emotions and cutting them off because they're not convenient right now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm feeling sad, but like I've got to take the kids to work, to the, to the school. So um, sadness, go to the side. Boop, 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 closet, I'll deal with you later. Mm-hmm. But when they are healthy, they deal with their emotions healthily. And it's, a, it's when they go inside and, and they feel their emotions, it's a big step for them. Um, threes have a really hard time with that because they don't usually go in they have a hard time doing it but when they are healthy they do it uh when they are healthy they're also very self-assured they have no shame about who they are what they're doing why they're doing it um and uh they don't because uh, they do want to copy the boss and they don't worry about all that copycatting to be to be liked they are naturally charming and popular they're they're all their skills about of socializing that have been used to climb the social ladder turn into like oh, okay this is just how i am i will be nice with everyone they start becoming authentic. The key word here is authentic. The chameleon of the lower levels is gone. That copy, that the copying everyone around them to match the boss, match the CEO, match the manager, uh, match whatever you want to be in, whatever social group you want to be in. You start being yourself. They accept and know who they are. And um, a three at almost any level, but at the top levels especially, their sense of humor is out of this world hilarious. They have an innocent mm-hmm. bluntness, uh, bubbliness, bluntness to them. Like they just like tell a joke that is just perfect and hilarious and the entire room is cracking up. And I've seen it happen where like it's a random throwaway comment by the, by the three is the funniest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> and that, that is kind of lost as, as they lower down and start performing a lot more. They worry mm-hmm. about how they're perceived. Um, yeah. The status is absolutely everything. How they yes. are perceived by the boss, especially, but also how they're underlings perceive them but that's they don't really care about the underlings as much as it's just they want to be respected mm-hmm. and if, if a three feels rejected and they're operating at a lower level uh, just beware mm-hmm. because revenge for a three is a big part mm-hmm. of feeling a, a, some form of accomplishment especially when mm-hmm. they're operating in that low level uh, yes. which is kind of scary actually especially with the fourth yes. we wing three anyway <laughs> but yeah the, the threes have a, have a problem differentiating what they create from who yes. they are mm-hmm. um, so, so essentially when you when you criticize someone's baking or a painting um they will then probably never talk it never talk about it ever again to anybody else 
that they will they will feel such a personal attack even though you're saying oh well this these uh cookies don't like have too much uh, salt in them for, for like if, and if you accidentally did put too much salt the three will say oh i am too salty and it's you've got to, it, the the threes don't realize that no no you're talking about the cookie the food that mm-hmm. i've just eaten is not what i prefer but the three what they create what they who they are is one and the same while they when they are unhealthy and the lower they yes. go the more they they, that's what it's like they, what they create their achievements that gives mm-hmm. them pride and gives them happiness at a lower level where they think like oh if I achieve this first place medal I will be loved and perfect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when they when they when they achieve the medal they usually feel a sense of emptiness because it's not exactly what they wanted it and they built it up to mm-hmm. um they when they, they get lower and lower they they start, they they're driven social climbers they start they uh are very very fake um they start um they try to be popular at any cost. And the people who are like, are they even a personality? Or are they just copying everything around them to yeah. be popular? Uh, right. They're envious and jealous of everyone around them and all the success yes. of others. Um, do you remember in one of our courses, there was this phrase that, that was brought up. If you are a jealous person, so you have jealousy. So we're talking about mainly threes and fours because uh, they're the yes. jealous types. They're saying, if you are a jealous person, yeah, something about jealous people don't have real friends or something like that. It's, it's a okay you got me I was just projecting there and I totally caught myself and I think it's the greatest time to talk about the hole I just fell in the hole people let's go back complicated story because you really got to like think about it because it is it is about where you fall and where you fail in life and realizing it and the process to getting better. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you say it so much better than I do. And I will okay. add in my, my thoughts at the end. But thank you. Take thank it you. away. I'm, just, I'm putting myself in the setting. I'm in the, I'm in the kind of a cottage country area. Um, this, he, this man, he, he lives in this house. And it's in a wooded area. Um, but he's still very central into the community. Mm-hmm. He lives there, works, works in the area. And he's getting ready one morning to go to work. And he decides that he's going to leave throughout the back door uh, because it's a lot faster to get to the train from where he's to where he's going. So he goes out the back door, he locks the door, he starts to to proceed to the gate and he just, just walks and he just drops in a hole. He's like, he's at the bottom of the hole and he's like freaking out like, where's this hole? I've never seen this hole before. What's going on? How am I gonna get it? He starts screaming, there's nobody there to help him. And it took him literally all day to climb his way with climb his way out of the hole, dirt in his nails, everything. Didn't even go to work that day. Just went back home, wondering, oh my goodness, where'd this hole come from? So the next day he wakes up, gets ready for work, same thing. He knows the hole's there. He's still freaking out about what happened the day before. And he's like, I'm gonna go to work and tell all my colleagues about this hole in my backyard because this is nuts. So he goes outside, locks the door, and he's walking, sees the hole, and he still can't believe this has happened. Trips, falls in the hole. Screaming again, nobody's there to help him. Takes all day again to climb out of this hole. He's exhausted. Again, calls into work, doesn't go. And uh, spends the rest of the evening indoors, wondering about where this hole came from. He had a really good night's sleep though, uh, because he was able to accept that he fell and didn't want to do the same thing again. So he gets ready for work the next day 
and he's ready. He's got his coffee, his mug, his keys, everything. Locks the door, walks, sees the hole, sees the the, uh, the peripheral of it, and he just starts to walk around it. Sees it, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm so not falling into you again." Crosses his legs to make it change direction. Trips, falls in the hole. He actually chuckles this time because realized that he was just fell in the hole. But this time he's getting better. It didn't take him all day to get out. He got out, dusts himself off, goes to work. Comes back home, knows the hole is there. Comes back through the gate. He's tired and exhausted from a long day of work. And he just wants to get into his house to eat. And as he's walking, he just spies over, falls in the hole. Just falls in the hole. Leave it. Took him the rest of the evening to get out of the hole. On top of it, when he gets out of the hole, he couldn't find his keys. <laughs> Wasn't sure what happened. So he had to go through the window to get into his house because he couldn't find his keys. Has dinner, goes to bed, has a good night, prepares for his day, gets out of his house. He's saying to him as he's walking, I am not going to fall in the hole. I am not going to fall in the hole. He walks past the hole. He gets to the gate. He's so proud of himself. And he realizes he forgot his lunch. So he has to run back to the house, gets his lunch, runs to go and catch the train, falls in the hole. He has food, thankfully. So he takes a moment <laughs> to assess what's going on. Now, this is, I don't know how many times he's fallen in the hole, but it's a consistent thing where he knows exactly where to put his feet. He knows where to put his hands. He knows exactly how to get out of this hole. And he does. And he decides to take the day off. And he goes inside and he writes. And he writes about this hole in his backyard and all the ways that he's fallen in. And he's made a decision that he is no longer going to fall in this hole again because it's not serving him. Dirting up all of his clothes, making him late for work. He's missing time with friends. And the next day comes and he has this book on his desk and he looks at it and he reads it before he goes and he gets out of his house, he locks the door and he walks directly to the hole and he looks down and he yells in it, I am not going to fall into you today. Stands up, big gust of wind, boom, falls in the hole. And I can't believe what's going on. So this is happening for quite some time now. And one particular morning, this man got up, he got ready for work, got his keys, coffee, everything. And he went out the front door and he went to work. Whatever you think the path is that you're on, whatever you think that you must follow that path, the back door in this case, you can always, you must, you can always look up and realize, no, wait, there is the front door. There's another option. One way, one way I like to see it is um, we all have our own VHS, our own movie that we follow. And way back when VHS stores were a thing, <laughs> <laughs> and then D D DVD stores where you can go and rent stuff. 
you would go and you would uh, always buy the same movie, but you would use your movie. And you would always put it when, when you would react, when you would do something, you would always put it the same, uh, same movie, same DVD, same VCR, same VHS into the player. And then you follow the same movie, the same line. You fall in the hole until you realize that you can take that, that, that uh, cassette, that DVD, bring it back to the store and say, hey, I want a different one. Mm. This one sucks. <laughs> and that's, what, that's when the, the, uh, store, the shop owner will say, well, look around, grab something else. And that's mm-hmm. when you look up and you realize there are hundreds of thousands of options. When something starts acting, as someone starts making you angry, I want my favorite example of this is some, someone whose kids were at were misbehaving for going out for the day. Mm-hmm. She stood on a chair and started singing the Marseillaise. <laughs> like just, <laughs> she literally like she's Canadian, so but she sang she sang the French national anthem, stand on a chair, and her kids looked up at her like what is mom doing? <laughs> and the, the, she could have yelled, she could have screamed, she could have grabbed them and yanked them outside. But it's like, no, no, let, let's create a new story. Let's put a different, a different movie into the, into the movie player and mm. let's sing a, sing a French national anthem. Yeah. Change the story, change the reaction. Mm-hmm. So whenever, mm-hmm. so if you all, if, when you're arguing with your, with your partner, you always choose the same ABC. You probably have the same pattern you repeat with them. Realize yes. that maybe, uh, how about I go A, D, or A, X, or A, W. Or G, Y. Yeah, A, G, Y. Not like that. <laughs> hey, G, why is that happening? <laughs> I see what you did there. So it's it, always realize that what you think is the way you have to do things probably isn't true. Mm-hmm. There are thousands mm-hmm. of millions of other possibilities offered available for you for you to walk. And yes. Act. Yes, unique paths. And speaking of uniqueness, going into the four seems right right now. They're the individualist. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're at their best, uh, they, uh, their light is their one, which we talked about earlier. Um, yes. And they, they, when they do things concrete in stone that are beautiful, um, they are 100% aware who they are. They're no longer worried about, am I doing this right? Oh, I'm a little bit jealous of this person doing it. Uh, their envy is gone. They're engaged in the now, uh, which is a problem with the fours. They start, they get lost in their mind escape world of emotions. Um, and don't fault them for that or don't get, it's not you, it's really them. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. So this is when you're talking uh, about when they're, when they're healthy. Yeah, when, when they're healthy, they're grounded in light, they're artistic. Uh, their fantasy comes in in a beautiful way. Their imagination, their passion is mm-hmm. transferred into a real life creation. That's where they go into their one. They start mm-hmm. using the, the, the skill and the, the rules and all the rigidity of the one actually helps turn the four's ball of, of swirling emotion into an actual straight line of creativity. Mm. Um, they, uh, when they start getting lower, they get a little bit longing and a little bit melancholic. Um, envy sets in very, very heavily uh, at all the lower levels of the, of the four. They start feeling yeah. envious of everyone else. Like, oh, they've got a better shirt than I do. Their hair is better. Oh, that person's house is nicer. Oh, the car. And they want, they want to be the best of who they can be. And mm-hmm. they get envious of people who have stuff that they want to have. Yes. They self-pity and play the victim. Um, they love that, like, dramatic lounge down the couch, like a, like a fainting uh, woman from the 1800s. Like, oh, woe is me. My life is a tragedy. It's like, um, you own your, it's like, no, you're probably acting it up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they start getting ungrounded um, they're sleepy um, they, bring, they blame everyone, everyone around them and they blame themselves the, the victim uh, acts out very heavily here 
um, and they get paralyzed till they can't move. They just mm. get stuck in all their envy and their worry. Um, and so that's. Oh, uh, wow. That's interesting. Okay. One of my friends yeah. had told me that um, <clears throat> sorry, she was telling me about an ex of hers that she had broken up with and it took them six months to accept the breakup. Like they literally just laid on the couch for six months and mm-hmm. did nothing. And they're just like, well, you know, you can move out now. You can, <laughs> you can pack your things. Hey. Yeah. The, the four, <laughs> the four, when they're unhealthy, when a thing isn't going their way, they will, they will invent another reality to happen alongside real reality. So if a date is going badly, in their mind, they're having the best date of their, of their life and they have forgotten you entirely. Mm-hmm. But you're still, and it's, it's, it's really is their coping mechanism for like, oh, I don't like this. And so I'm going to create an inner world that will, that will work with what I'm trying to do. And they will <gasps> vanish into the fantasy. When they okay. are fully, when they're fully like uh, actualized and uh, into their light and they're doing well, that fantasy actually can transition into reality where they create fantastic art of an mm. absolutely like incredible depth and yep. creativity that you're just like why'd you how'd you think of this yeah it's like, oh it's my imagination <laughs> it's just it's a natural thing but with that that imagination can turn dark at lower levels mm. okay. everyone everyone has their shadow react every once in a while that's and it you can't fight that it's just part of who you are deal with it realize it's realize what's happening and then work to be better Realize where the hole is and choose a different door. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thinking of it's uh, you you give or you receive the lies you are, you are meant to, like, the lies you are given are the ones you're meant to receive. Mm-hmm. It means that you can't have, handle the truth and someone around you has realized, oh, this person can't deal with the truth, so I will lie to them. Exactly. Because I know and- because of their reaction will not be positive and will not be good and they can't handle the truth that entire dramatic you can't handle the truth it's so true and in a a collective you know thinking about if you have a three boss and you have your entire you know employees that can't tell you the truth because Uh you know things don't work efficiently and and then eventually the three starts to get more suspicious and more worried and so it's yeah that's how it turns out they get they get hostile and, and, and angry at the bottom at, at lower levels and at the bottom they go into revenge and even murder if they are like oh like you are not exactly who like you're taking what is supposed to be mine yes they, at, at their at their at their it's like i need to be successful and if you've taken that from me i will kill you now and that's at the yes. most unhealthy level and that's an extreme yes yes it's, tr- <laughs> but, it's so it, true <laughs> but it's a need for revenge the killing mm-hmm. is the extreme part the revenge can be anything whatever revenge is for you um, but yes. that's when you realize if you start if you start feeling hostility towards people that you're that you're jealous of, maybe you want to go. Uh, this is not normal. I should probably check myself. Yeah, breathe awareness. Find out where that's coming from. Looking into past yeah. traumas. Uh, communication mm-hmm. with parents is always great. Understanding your relationship with siblings, if you had any, or yes. um, that that also helps with that realization. Yeah, oh, the, the three yeah. need to realize that if, if they if they are into like like we've got to do this at any cost. Like even love lives, people, your emotions, your health, uh, and you want to complete the goal, you might want to slow down and realize why am I, why do I want to complete this at any cost? Because yes, at any why cost is it might so be my important? Yeah. Yes. Cool. You don't, you, you don't want to go to that extreme. Yes. That makes me think of the whole story actually, but we'll, uh, 
we'll move on to the fours because since we're talking about at any cost, revenge and jealousy, <laughs> might as well mm-hmm. talk about the four. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So we were getting to the point where we were talking about when fours go into their unhealthy states. And yes. we were talking about self-sabotage as a form of revenge. Yes. They, they, start, <clears throat> they start imagining and fantasizing, but also plotting and manipulating in the worst sense, because they're not very good at manipulating. They're, they're too, uh, th- th- I think that one of the, the ways the twos use manipulation to, their, to theirs and yours benefit is that they actually do care about your happiness, but still about while getting what they want, where the four mm. just kind of wants to manipulate to manipulate. And it, it's not the same thing where they're not as smooth and suave with it. And well, uh, you know, yeah, one of my is, notes that I have here that this just sorry I cut you off. I just yeah. wanted to read this because it's like so true. Um, for fours, when they're at their most unhealthy and unhealthy, their emotional chaos may lead them to rash acts of violence against themselves or the people they believe have frustrated their their emotional needs. And I have witnessed this firsthand, like straight up. St- doing something that is violent toward themselves and then using that as a way to manipulate and hurt somebody else. It's mind boggling. But in their mind, that fa- the fantasy they've created around that story is that that will actually help them and be in their, in their best interest. And unfortunately the, the fours and their worst habitat do live in a fantasy world, unfortunately mm-hmm. of their own creation. And mm-hmm. they need to re- and when, so when they climb to their one, they start going into reality. They start bringing yeah. their fantasy world and the best qualities of their fantasy world into the real world and create. You'll find mm-hmm. some incredible artists and, and authors, uh, painters, creators of all mm-hmm. types in the fours. But mm-hmm. they do have to get past that imaginary world they live in. They, yeah. they, need, to, they, they need to leave the fantasy and interior world and all that, all that stuff that happens with, with their feeling. And they need to yep. see that as a tool for them to actually be able to create. Also, too, getting out of the victim mode. Yes. You know, if Forrest could step out of their victim mode and get into that hummingbird uh, frame of mind, oh, yeah, save I, I, so many people in relationships. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of project- projection there, honey. <laughs> I have fives. <laughs> so the five has a bit of a different inner world problem than the four. Uh, they, they still enjoy thinking, but they, don't, they, they think instead of feeling. Uh, when a f- the five um, does really, it gets stuck in their head and, and their shadow. When they fall, when they fall apart, um, they, uh, they become the seven um, and they, mm. they take on the hyperactive qualities and they become what's called like the tigger. They jump from idea to idea to idea. Bouncy, and I know, bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. Yes. All the wonderful things. Yes, exactly. So like the, the, those, um, those are like uh, 30 second to, f- to five minute videos on Facebook. You can go through those in like for hours and hours and hours just jump from topic to topic to topic to topic to topic without realizing what's going on. And you're, just, and you're just like, you realize, oh, why have I been sitting here for two hours watching videos on soap cutting? <laughs> and it is just probably you're in a bad m- mind space and you're just a little bit down and you need some mm. you need some information uh food fuel but um so <clears throat> um fives uh when stressed they they really do become uh <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> it's okay it's okay somebody caught, somebody caught it, in my throat 
<laughs> are you sure about that? The, the throat yes, chakra. I'm also reading. I'm also reading the wrong spot. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, Wait, well, what I have for about fives, you know, just that this is their world, you know, like they want to have that control over it and what's going in and yes. out. The same way the and, four has the control over their inner world, the five has a control of their inner mental world. Yes, and but then sometimes they become hoarders of information and it just becomes completely overwhelming. Yes. Uh, for the, yeah. So at the so we're going to go um, back to healthy and go down to the unhealthy and then mm-hmm. we're going to re-examine it as we go. So healthy, um, fives become visionaries. They go to their eight and they, tr- they truly bring their thoughts into creation and they, and they manifest in the real world the eight is a very real in person like very like connected to the grounded uh number and the five goes to that and really starts leaving their mental airy world and goes to a very solid grounded creative time where they create uh they know how they're competent and they share that knowledge they're curious and fun and they're very focused on their tasks they really they they find that one passion they can really do well and do it um they have a lot of fives will have very original thoughts new ideas that people have never seen before. A lot of very famous innovators have actually been fives. Mm-hmm. Um, as, they, as the five decreases and goes lower, they start thinking too much. They start overthinking, overanalyzing situations. They, they can't do act, they, they don't act because they are worried about every single situation about it, uh, every aspect of it. Um, similar to a six, but different. They start mm, overanalyzing all the say facts. That. The, the, six, the six worries about everything all the time, but they can also mm-hmm. use that to their advantage. The five mm-hmm. decreases into overthinking. Mm-hmm. Um, they start doubting their thoughts. Um, they be- they start isolation. Uh, yes. Um, they build theories. They become very detached and cold. That's how people mm-hmm. kind of see them. Um, they do it leave. It, they do leave kind of the real world for, for internal complex worlds. A lot of fives might fall fall into D and D and role playing uh, scenarios mm-hmm. as a way to escape reality. Mm-hmm. Um, if, uh, and you don't really want to try to interrupt the five's world. They have a lot of attachment to it and they do design. They put a lot of thought into their inner world. And if you start attacking it, they might start attacking you. Mm-hmm. At their lowest, um, the five is really cynical. Um, they uh, reject the world and they become reclusive, very reclusive. They unplug from it all um, and they can become really frightened of their own thoughts. Um, but and they so, can also uh, get lost in really disturbing fantasies yes. and fetishes and dark imaginative worlds. They get, well, they get lost in the information they're in. They they uh, they need, yeah. um, or that they something that could be essentially their gift becomes their curse and their prison. They get trapped inside their their mind palaces, uh, become mind prisons, mm. and every thought is a worry and a stress, and they don't act. Mm. They worry. Um, and they do, they don't, uh, when they're at the higher level, they usually have one or two passions that they're dedicated to at the lower levels with the Tigger stuff. They start jumping around every single thing and there's no real direction or purpose or nothing gets any, done. Nothing gets done. And, right. and, and you can't get them to do anything properly. Um, they'll know a lot of information and they can mm-hmm. tell you quite a few sto- different stories and weird facts about stuff, but mm-hmm. they won't help you do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they fall to their seven hyperactive and they rise to their one which is a lot of solid creative creative energy in the real world cool something i am very familiar with and school has helped me actually get out of the negative mindsets when a five five, yeah a five a five like a seven doesn't like boredom or like needs to get out of boredom 
sevens fear boredom uh, like it's nobody's business. For them, boredom yeah. is death. Yeah. And um, before we get to the seven, we're going to go to the number between them. We're going to the six. Uh, okay. And then, uh, <clears throat> so this, the six um, is the community, the community member, the best community community member and organizer who can really connect with everyone. You know, so everyone's feeling in the room. Uh, and at their best, they are the trooper. They're self-reliant. Um, they stop having all those fears that, that, that build in them, keep them down. They stop worrying about like, oh, will I get hit by a car if I cross the street? Oh, will this, will a dog jump out and attack me? All these little things that no one else thinks about. They'll stop worrying about all those little thoughts. They'll still happen, mm-hmm. but they won't be a problem. They'll be a, oh, not a, not a worry right now. Yes, I'll plan for that, but I'm not going to stress about it. Um, they essentially become the true glue that keeps organizations together. A, a six can really, when, when properly healthy, can, heap, can keep any large group together and productive and going in the same direction. It's their, one of their natural gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, they become the best troubleshooters ever. So if you have, if somebody, in, uh, uh, if a six becomes healthy, one of their best jobs that matters should be trying to figure out like problems for a power plant, like what might happen and, and prepare for it. And, and a very, because they'll think of every disaster, but they'll also have a solution for every disaster now. They won't just catastrophize over the disaster. Yeah, sixes so, make great parents, I have to say. Yeah. Every six, you know, like hands down, you're. <clears throat> they, they, their, their fear falls away and they start trusting the universe and all, the, and all their worrying becomes now, okay, I'm going to think about this, but I'm not going to worry about it. Mm-hmm. As they keep decreasing, everything looks, uh, they look for what's safe. Um, they don't know what is safe and they start worrying about it. Uh, they have a hard time with decisions because everything might be a danger. And so they, they, it's hard for them to decide anything. They get confused. They blame a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they feel like the victim. Yep. They become clinging dependent on their friends, people they see as, as power structures they can, they can rely on for protection. Um, and they start to get paranoid. Paranoia kind of starts mm-hmm. as they get lower and lower. At the bottom, imagine it's a pure paranoid, afraid of everything, Erratic, depressive, yes. They don't know know what's going on. They they are worried about every single thing that might potentially happen to them. Uh, They become mean and they say things that mean absolutely no sense. Um, Apparently when a six, I haven't witnessed myself, when a six fully devolves, they start saying things that make no sense in any linear fashion that to anybody. They just Mm -hmm. start spouting out these, because it's their innermost um subconscious fears that is all coming out all at once and no real order or cohesion and yeah. they are just spinning and they're yeah. blurting what they know which is very little at that moment they essentially need to start trusting themselves trust that the world and the universe is a place yeah. of kindness and safety once mm-hmm. they start trusting themselves and the universe will um i think I, I keep repeating myself the universe will unfold with kindness mm-hmm. and the six really needs to work on learning that the universe isn't doing anything to you. It's doing stuff for you. Absolutely. It will never I mean, give you more than you can handle. Mm-hmm. For and all the, the numbers, is, sorry, for all the numbers, yeah. but for the sixes that's coming to my mind, it's like having control over what comes into their mind and what comes into their body. What's coming in, who they surround themselves with is very important. And also, um, your environments, making sure that your environments are positive will have a big impact on the way you're feeling and processing the way you see yes so that's uh yeah when, when the uh when the um, six falls it falls to the three and kind of starts getting a little bit like performative and doesn't really know what's going on and starts worrying about everyone's opinion of, the, of them and they just kind of like flail out in all directions 
and they've got no real cohesion. When they rise to the nine, they start becoming more peaceful. They become mm-hmm. they become centered, and they yep, start relaxed. Really, they, they can start connecting everyone. They become truly the easiest peacemaker. Uh, that the nine is is titled, but they do. But the the six will have a, a true understanding of how how the entire group is working together. Mm. And they will and they will really that that trait that the nine has, where they really know how you feel emotionally. That the empathy, the six will now have, but also with the, with all their ability to know. Yep. Uh, sixes uh, as a th- uh, in, in opposition to the f- to the fours and, and the uh, um, fours enjoy being individualists, um, where the f- uh, sixes like enjoying a community and being in a, in a group. Like you'll find mm-hmm. a lot of fours in a very eclectic bohemian area, but you'll find a lot of sixes in the suburbs where every home looks the same because exactly. they know, and they'll have this exact same car. They're they're long with yep. manicure to perfection. Exactly. The they will sixes have the will same find home. yeah. They're going to want the same clothes on the same rack. Yes. You know, I'll take that in the same size as her. The they, four is looking for the absolute opposite of what everyone yes. is doing. The four, the four finds a reassurance in their individuality where the six finds reassurance in their sameness to everyone else. Yep. It is what makes them feel secure in who they are mm-hmm. is when they realize, okay, I am the same as this person, that person, that person, which kind of is, is the worst trait of the, of the three. When they fall down, they start copying everyone else to their detriment. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, they do start worrying about that a lot more. Like, what does this person think of me? Like, am I doing the right? Am I doing the right mm-hmm. thing? Am I, and all that, uh, all the stresses that the three has about performance and being accepted become mm-hmm. exasperated. exasperated. This makes me excited talking about to talk about um, childhood patterns for yes. gram types in the future. I think that would be very helpful. Another episode. <laughs> Another episode. <laughs> and they, they can have access to all the other emotions and and the spectrum. And they can mm-hmm. connect to people in ways other than just pure happiness. Move mm-hmm. on to the seventh. <laughs> yes, the hyperactive Tigger. Uh, well, the, for the five is a Tigger, but the uh, for the for the seven, just they're happy. They're happy, happy. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they don't like getting bored, um, but they do get excited at everything. Yes. Um, a seven will jump into a plan a hundred percent. There might be almost no plan there, but if it seems like something fun for them, they will jump into it and mm-hmm. they'll be like, let's do it. And you're like, but there's no, a, a six following a seven's idea of a plan is catastrophe. <laughs> Just because the six, yeah. will, the, the seven will jump into the situation, the, the lake with no preparation. <laughs> and the six will be like, but, uh, but, uh, uh, but, 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 like, what about this? I what about towel. This? What am I towel? I forgot my, <laughs> yeah. I forgot my shoe. What, 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 what about this? Do is I pop it? turned off? Yes. <laughs> The, the seven has none of that. The seven is just pure. Let's do it. It's happy. It's positive. Um, when they're at the most, when they're their healthiest, um, they are excited. Um, they um, they are just positive, and they don't worry about. It. And they also find one task that they that they master, where the, where the seven usually flits and flits uh, flies around every little topic every two three years and they try to master everything. The, mm-hmm. uh, when they go to their five, they will find one thing to master. And organize their thoughts into one perfect, uh, exceptional uh, career or task or mission that they have chosen, and they will do to perfection. And they will use all their joy, all their creativity, all their energy, and put it into that thing they love, and really make it blossom. But as they decrease, um, their focus starts scattering. They start jumping around as an erratic, kind of like bouncy ball, just hitting every single wall at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, They get uh, boredom starts setting in, which is for them death. Uh, so you talk, spoke last time, they, they, they equate, we've talked to a seven, 
and say boredom is they'll most likely say death or dying or the worst mm-hmm. and they, they just they hate it at all costs when they're in the light that worry disappears but as they start getting lower and lower uh, they start being afraid of being they, they get afraid of being alone relationships mm-hmm. get very difficult because it's hard yes. to connect with someone without sadness without a little bit of of color apart from excitement and happiness um their appetites start increasing for stuff they want to shop they want to eat they want to do stuff they want to um take some drugs they want to drink they want mm-hmm. to enjoy themselves to the max um the grass is always greener on the other side for a seven yeah. whenever they're starting when they're going down um they start get, they start judging as they decrease lower and lower and they get very judgmental yes um they, as they go into the one and all their um all the like the rules and the rigid black and whiteness um yeah. They uh they become my needs are more important than anything. Yeah. So they get they start getting called pushy and mean and insensitive, and that's just because especially, they start... especially if there's an addiction, you know, yes. if there's a food addiction, drug addiction, and it, they just become that, that, so focused on those things. That that addiction will grow and grow and grow as a seven decreases as a way for them to get happiness. Because if it's, mm-hmm. if they associated their happiness with that addiction or whatever it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they will then crave it intensely. Yeah. Um. As they uh, as they drop to the lowest levels, they'll try to uh, to change and control everyone around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will um, they don't know when to stop. Um, they will feel trapped. Um, addictions get a hundred times worse. Mm-hmm. Um, they and they're always hungry for more, 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 more. And mm-hmm. um, at the bottom, they're terrified because nothing really works or keeps them happy. And they are just and, and they t- truly are sadness and anger and fear for a seven is destructive if they aren't if they don't know themselves and are comfortable with who they are mm-hmm. because it really, it really they believe that it destroys their ability to be loved because if right. we're seven if they're happy and people see them as happy they're loved boom so saying my father is a seven and i can count on one hand how many times i've seen him cry and he doesn't do sadness very well um and now that he's older and I'm a little bit more, uh, I guess, assertive in my way of asking for what I need. Uh, lately, when I've come to my father, you know, emotional, he realizes that we have to stay there for a little bit just because that's what I need. And he's trying really hard. He'll say stuff like, um, well, they're there. They're there. Just, you know. Just go go read a book or or drink some water or, or... <laughs> it's, 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 so cute. yeah it's a very seventh thing find a distraction that that'll make you happy and and change your mindset yeah I, I, I my mother is a seven and has the same kind of jump to um, a distraction or the, another solution like don't wallow in anything solve it everything yeah. and it's like and it's like no no I want to wallow in it for five minutes because it's worth it's <laughs> it's an emotion I want to feel. And then I will deal with it because I already have a plan to deal with it, but I want to just wallow in these emotions right now. Yeah. And I, I've realized that I, I shouldn't bring that to my mother because she's for her. <laughs> no, it's like, no, no, if you, you resolve it, then you move on. This no, don't, don't dawdle on an emotion. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I don't That's dawdle so- on a problem essentially. Yeah. The, uh, you won't have any dawdling with an eight though. Uh, the eight, sure. the eight will charge. do, they take charge. They're, they're an L they're, uh, kind of seen as like an elephant going forward, but they're a little bit more like a bear. Just when they have a direction, they will go for it and run for it. <laughs> but they also throw 125% into everything. Mm-hmm. They have an energy level that cannot be beaten on the on the Enneagram. Um, you've probably heard often about having like, you've got one cup a day of energy a day. 
use it however you want. Like you, you have a cup and you can spend it on parenting, mm-hmm. on eating, on showering. And if you're doing badly, you've got a smaller cup. Uh, so like if you're doing in a, wor- in, your, in a worse state of mind, you have l- less of a cup to, to use. And so you've got to be more sparingly. The eights uh, always have an extra cup on standby. They've got their main cup that they use. And then as soon as they get exhausted, they will somehow dip into another secondary imaginary cup that's even deeper and they will be full of, full of energy again and be able to continue their task everyone, while everyone else is just passing out going like, uh, like, and they, they will have that endless energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the energy uh, can either be destructive or constructive depending on how healthy they are. Mm-hmm. So at their healthiest level, they're very social. They get along with everyone. They're very easygoing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're great with making decisions. They just make it, it happens, it goes, they don't dawdle. Uh, the bridge between uh, idea and decision is a step. Mm-hmm. Where like the six has a bridge that's 15 kilometers long through fog and rainforest and trees. <laughs> and they've got to get through the entire, the entire uh, 15 kilometer march before they make a decision. The eight makes barely a step and the decision's already been made and, and is enacted mm-hmm. and it's, been, it's happening. Um, they also forget very, very quickly, but not in a forgetful, we don't care way. It's more like they, they're 100% dedicated to what they're doing right now. And if you're not in the right now, you are in the past and that is not the right now. And so it's not to be, it's not to be focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, they, um, they do champion people at their highest level. They start being a very, very good encourager of, of being the best person they can be and, and they can go. They have a strong code of honor at every level, but the, at, at the highest level, it becomes an actual positive, constructive thing and not a judgmental, negative, mm-hmm. destructive thing that it can get lower levels. And they turn their fighting inward. They stop fighting with the world and start fighting with their inner shadows and, and domin- dominating their own inner con- their inner problems, mm-hmm. uh, which is at the lower levels, they start having anger towards others. Mm-hmm. They start showing a lot of, they, they can be very violent. <laughs> yes. Jealousy, possessive. They, Eights are extremely possessive when they're in their shadow. Yes, um, the, the, and, their space. Well, d- defending that what is their own is very important to an eight. And at, at well, the that's the thing. They'll even that, isolate. They'll even isolate their friends yes. and isolate their partners. Uh, a part of part of their control. Yes, but also yeah. as a part of their, it's their way of, of maintaining control over their environment and being protected. It's their mm-hmm. technique of how they've learned as as a child, where every number has, essentially everything goes boils down to how do you protect yourself in this world. And the mm-hmm. eights have chose to essentially enact barriers. Mm-hmm. As they go lower, they aren't good listeners. They become very proud mm-hmm. and egocentric. They start yeah, fighting, they get hostile. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, at lower levels, they are ruthless. They will try to defy all control by anybody. And they'll just yeah. barrel through anything they, they don't like. Um, yep. And at, at the very, very bottom, they're criminals. Yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of prisons are filled with eight creative eights that had no direction for their, their creative output and their mm-hmm. positive output and just ended up putting all their energy self-destructive behaviors and ended up in mm-hmm. jail. Uh, and they get very destructive and very violent, not just towards others, but towards, they, be, they essentially destroy everything around them. An eight mm-hmm. naturally will, will destroy things around them. Like eights, eights have been told that they, they slam doors very passionately. They, uh, they use pots very, very, very strongly. A lot, of, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of eights tell me that they like break a mug accidentally by putting it down on the counter a little bit too strong and they shatter mm-hmm. the handle because it's, it's happened too many times that that mug has been hit on the counter and it just snaps. So mm-hmm. eights just tend to destroy things naturally, not on purpose, but at the lowest level, they destroy things on purpose. And mm-hmm. they, go to a fi- they essentially go to the five where everything is thought about, everything is overanalyzed, everything is um, just Calculated. an inner monologue. 
Yeah, and uh, everything is in your speculation that you just think about over, over and over and over again to try to deal with. Um, but you also just destroy things. Um, and I do find that myself also, I, I, I do tend to like, I've realized that I am quite passionate and powerful in how I, I close things and how I open things. And I'm, I put a lot of force into stuff, mm-hmm. um, but it's also that I want to make sure that I close the door. <laughs> like, I, and it's just kind of, like, I said, I'm a little bit of an eight is when I start slamming stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm in my very assertive and take mm-hmm. my position eight, uh, mm-hmm. which is when the eights are at their best, they're taking up space isn't, isn't so much invading your space, but as like, I want to be here. Also with an eight, when they invade your space, make sure you can push back. You can't push back. I was just going to say that. I was they they, they want to take up the space, but don't let the, the eight take up all your space. Yes. Because they won't the, respect the, it, you. They want no. you to claim space as well. Um, and and that will actually yeah. help them to go to their light, which is yes. welcoming others and accepting the space that people take up. Yeah. Where other numbers, um, when they get into the negative mind space, you leave them alone. Uh, with an eight, it's actually positive for you to like kind of bump them and like forcefully push, nudge them into the physical world uh, because they really, they really enjoy that physicality. So as soon as you start kind of like play fighting with them, they'll actually jump into the po- more positive mindset because they do enjoy a fight. Yeah, sorry. I said, yeah. I enjoy watching fours and eights fight for that reason because yeah. <laughs> fours will put. <laughs> but yeah, with a four, with, sorry, not a four, with, with an eight, if they push against you, um, make sure you push back because yeah. they don't know where you are. One thing with, a, with an eight is that the reason they push is because they don't know where their, their edges are and they yeah. push out trying to find an edge. And yeah. so they will, and so what you need to do is you just need to like realize they're pushing out and you go like, oh no, and then push back in. And exactly. the, the eight will also respect you more because just they, they realize, oh, boss. Here's, the, here's, the, here's the level, here's the wall, I will stop there. Also exactly. eights will take over. If there are no leaders, eights will become the leader. Mm-hmm. Like they, <laughs> they, they abhor yeah. a power vacuum. If, if uh, they might need a, a six's help to get the group together, but if an eight has an idea they want to they want to do, they will they will make the entire work fall the, the entire group follow them. Yeah, and that is no, no negotiations. And, and that's completely opposite of the nine, because <laughs> yes. But before we go to the eight, the, the eight rises to the to the two, and that's where they start caring oh, about right. the people, and because they, they they do when they rise, they start they start being very. Um, that's when they like they champion people. They start caring about everyone everyone around them, and not just their own. Mara Teresa. But, Yes, uh, though she's become a little more controversial in the recent times through some news that's come out, but that's, she's, she's still championed the world and helping. And she also spent a lot of time working on herself. Yeah. Um, but she did care for people a lot. And she used all her energy towards helping. Mm-hmm. Um, but caring for others, uh, but also knowing how other, others feel is not exactly the eight strong suit. Um, mm-hmm. You need to push back against them. Uh, mm-hmm. to, for them to, to for them to you know, you know where you are what acknowledge you, you. Exactly. yes where the eight the uh, sorry the nine knows exactly how you feel to a point where sometimes they don't know how they feel themselves um mm-hmm. they uh they are the best empaths just naturally emp- empathic it's their way of dealing with the world uh and, and the troubles of it is just to know how everyone's feeling and then adapt to it uh, or try to resolve it if it is negative that's why they're called the peacemaker often <clears throat> Um, when they're in the best aspect, they go to their three where they start, uh, creating, um, doing stuff, uh, organizing, really knowing how they fit in with other people. Uh, and they are very receptive, friendly, uh, stable. Uh, they're very serene. They, uh, they don't worry about stuff about like, how am I feeling what I'm feeling? Am I feeling someone else's emotions? 
Um, and as they, they, uh, and they really do know where they sit in their emotions. They have a strong barrier between what are their emotions and what are the, your emotions. They still, mm. they still feel your emotions and their very empathic natural ability, but those emotions won't invade their, their being. They won't get confused by them. A lot of, a lot of nines when they're not feeling the greatest will talk about a lot of times where they don't know if they're feeling their emotion or someone else's emotion. And that can really affect your decision-making because you might think, oh, I'm really sad right now, but it might be that like Barbara next to you is having a horrible day and is, mm-hmm. is, is very mm-hmm. depressed. And mm-hmm. the eight will take that on, the nine will unconsciously take that on. <clears throat> mm-hmm. as, yeah, they, as they decrease, sorry, go ahead. Go, no, I was going to say, because um, my son's a nine and sometimes like if they take on emotions of others, it could actually cause them to become introverted uh, as they're processing. Yes. And not wanting to to engage for fear that they'll be hurting others with their own lower moods. So it's it's That's really it. it's yeah yeah. As they decrease, the next thing I was going to say was they start to disappear. They start to yeah. vanish into into themselves. They start to mm-hmm. uh, erase themselves from the situation because if they aren't in a situation, they can't be a problem. So right. as soon as they as soon as they step out of the uh, step out of the conflict, because they they abhor conflict. But when mm-hmm. they when they become to their light, they can actually become the best conflict resolution people mm-hmm. like the, uh, the UN is probably full of nines. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but every once in a while you need a, an eight to actually get things going because the nines will not want to offend anybody else. So they might not get anything done. If you but when like the nines go into their light, they're super efficient. They go into their three yes. and they're very efficient and they can get stuff done. They are, they can work yes. very well with people and manage. So, yeah. But if, yeah. if they aren't uh, their greatest mindset, they might just start trying to people please everyone else around them. That's true. Um, That's true. And uh, they they always think that they as they get lower, they start, think they're not important. Uh, they walk away from every any conflict. Uh, sometimes if they can't physically, they will fall asleep. Uh, mm-hmm. And so if you have a partner that's a nine, uh, fall asleep in the middle of a fight. They might be mm-hmm. a seven, they might be a nine, but it might depend on how they react. But if they're very empathic and they fall asleep during conflict, they're a seven. If they're unempathic and fall asleep during conflict, they're a seven because the sevens do not get empathy. Um, it's one. Mm. It's one of their. As a happy happy, you can't feel anyone else's emotions because most other people's emotions aren't happy happy. Mm. So the sevens are not very good at empathy. Mm. Um, uh, the sevens uh, become uh, anxious and get a lot of passive aggressivity. Uh, they actually become. They are. Uh, the, the, the nines are known as as the best passive aggressives. On the enneagram, everyone else does it too, <laughs> but the nines do it to a whole other art form. Yeah, yeah, Theodore is uh, amazing at it. He's so good <laughs> at being passive aggressive. I have to give him props, acting like, "Well done, well done." It's, it's, it's one of those things, like, like I'm actually impressed by how passive aggressive yes. that is. Yeah, yeah <laughs> because yeah, they, yeah. they can't. Uh, um, a nine will never admit that they are angry, but yep. when a nine gets healthy, they'll admit, "No, I'm pissed off," and yes. they'll say it. And at that point, you realize, okay, that nine is doing well. They're pissed yes. off but they're mentally doing well because they've admitted what they see as their biggest problem. And yes, they're actually and telling you to it. When my son shares with me his feelings of anger or rage, it's almost like I can feel the ground shake because it's such a rare moment where he's sharing with me about anger where I was like, okay, wow, this is it. This is a moment. Mm-hmm. Like I'm having yeah. a moment right now. So I feel the ground shake sometimes. So that's funny that you say that. Yeah. But uh, as, a, as a nine drops lower and lower and lower, uh, you'll end up them falling apart. They'll, uh, the same way the, yeah. uh, the three goes into sleepy mode, that's what the mm. nine does. The nine melts into a puddle and does nothing. 
But the nine also melts into puddles on a, as a general rule. Nines <laughs> will be so comfortable Sloth, on like, anything. That it's, yeah. I, I have been amazed at how quickly I can see a nine settle into a chair as if they've been there for eons. Yeah, as if they are just, yeah. they, they, they just like lay into a chair and then immediately they're the most comfortable they've ever been. And, and I, I look at that and I'm like, how? <laughs> but for them, it's just their natural way of doing things. They just melt into their chairs or whatever they want to get, be comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Comfort for a nine is massive. Yeah. Um, but as, when, when they, uh, in their worst case scenario, they disappear. They vanish entirely. Um, they erase themselves out of the picture mm-hmm. because That's they true. believe that they are, they're going to cause conflict. They want uh, to answer phones. Their mailboxes are full. Uh, you don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. We, I've been there with theater before. Um, it, it, yeah, it has yeah. A, a whiff of agoraphobia. I'm just like, I'm not going to see anybody or anything or any, but that's a yeah. phobia as a whole, the perspective of a mm-hmm. of disorder. But it, it, it has a flavor of that. Yeah. Um, I think that one of somebody, uh, somebody I know has a theory that uh, some mental illnesses are just the worst aspect of a number devolved entirely. Um, but yeah, that's a that whole discussion. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, it makes me think of the book um, uh, by uh, Paul T. Mason and Randy Kreger. It's called Stop Walking on Eggshells. Um, that's a really mm. good book to check in if you're thinking about how the lowest of your lowest base number can turn into a mental uh, illness. Yep. That's, uh, that's a really good one. Oh, Andrew, yep. this is great. This is so good. We've covered yes. all nine uh, setting yeah. up a virtual high five there. A virtual high five. High five. <laughs> high five. Yes, uh, yes. Yes, and uh, always know that when you're in your shadow, you can climb out of it. It yes. is never a hole that you are buried in. It's not mm-hmm. a grave. It's just, an, it's, it's, you just need to realize that, oh, I have dug myself down here. It's time to, uh, to dig myself out. And you can easily do that. Um, and it's just got to realize when you, uh, so you've got to always use these worst aspects of yourself as a, as a guidebook, mm. as like when you, when you write it down, you know exactly what, uh, and try to also analyze how your flavor of the Enneagram dis- dissolves. So when you go mm-hmm. into a bad day, maybe take a few notes about um, how you feel or what happens or what, what your behavior is. Or try to look back at your, at like your worst times when we had a breakup, you lost a job, um, a friend insulted you anything and you look at how you devolved and then see oh when, so when you, in the future you can see that problem that behavior behavior again and there'll be a little light in your brain going like oh danger danger we're approaching a fall apart time and right might... so mapping mapping yes. I, I just i'm reading this book now by darren hardy the compound theory the compound effect sorry and he talks about in the first chapter about mapping your patterns so yes. what you're saying is bang on is start keeping a log of when you feel yourself spinning, when you feel the need to contact a bunch of friends and tell them about your drama or having an issue at work that you, you know, you're just stewing mm-hmm. over. Map, uh, map that. Cause that's when you're as, falling in the hole. Exactly. As humans, we spiral on, on, uh, on always the same route. We follow the same track and the same uh, behavior of uh, patterns. Usually with, the, if we don't think about it, as soon as you start analyzing your patterns, you can realize, Oh, this pattern right here is detrimental and, and negative and is not helping me. And then you can actually change tracks a little bit and start spiraling on a different uh, yes. track. But yes. if you don't realize what track you're on, you can't change it. 
Well, see, this makes me think about the story, and I feel the need that I want to share right now. Then we're so going to remember... share the story. Story oh, time. Right. Well, story time. So it's a beautiful day, and there's a man. He lives in this little bungalow home, and he's preparing himself to get ready for work. And he decides that he's going to leave through the back door because the um, sorry, he's, he's yeah, he decides he's going to leave through the back door because the uh, pathway to the metro is faster this way. So he gets he gets his lunch, everything, and he walks off the front steps of his back porch, and he's walking towards the gate, and boom, he falls into this hole that he had never seen before, <laughs> his backyard, and he's at the bottom of the hole. And he's wondering, how the heck did I get here? When did this hole get here? So he actually can't get to work that day because it took the entire day to get out of that hole. He finally climbs himself out. He goes back home. He cleans his clothes. He has dinner. He goes to bed. He's still pissed off. Can't believe I fell in this hole. So he gets ready for work the next day, again, wanting to take the metro, going to the fastest route. And he decides to leave through the back door. He steps down the front steps, the back steps, and he knows the hole is there because he's still pissed off. And he just walks and he falls right into the hole. At the bottom, I was like, I can't believe I did this again. So he claws himself out again, missing another day of work. Gets home, eats dinner, pissed off about the hole. He's thinking about it tomorrow. I am so not falling in that hole because I know it's there. He gets ready. He's determined. He's going out of the back door knowing the hole is there. He walks down the front steps. He sees the hole. He walks right around it. He smiles to himself. I'm not falling in the hole this time. Trips on a rock, falls in the hole. He's in the bottom of the hole again. He's, I, he can't believe it that he's there. He even hears the phone ringing in his house because um, that's how close he is to it. So he finds, gets, climbs himself out, gets back home, doesn't go to work again. This time he sits at his dinner table and he's really thinking about a strategy to not fall on this hole. He's mapped out his steps for the next day, exactly where he's going to walk. He gets out the next day off the front, the back steps. He steps out. He follows his plan and he walks successfully around the hole. And he realized he forgot his car, he forgot his keys house keys so he runs back to go get his keys and he falls in the hole and this time he's completely depressed he stays home he gets out of the hole but he stays home for months months just afraid to leave his home knowing full and well that this hole is still there finally he musters up the courage one day to go out the back door and he walks right to the hole and he looks inside and he says he's not falling in and he walks around the hole so carefully and he's just amazed by his focus and precision of every single step and he successfully makes it past the hole and he decides to turn around and just look in one more time and believe it or not he lost his balance and fell right in the hole. He's so bummed at this point because he's completely aware that the hole is there. He knows how to get around the hole. He knows how to avoid the hole. But still, he's falling in the hole. 
So he takes another week off and he's thinking about it. And the one morning, it's a Monday morning, he wakes up, he gets ready for work. He gets dressed, he gets his lunch. And he opens the front door to his home and he goes to work. And this story always stays in my mind because sometimes we're love, all... I love yeah, the sorry. story. Yeah. I love the story because it, 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 if we have that hole and your hole is your shadow and you know it's there, you keep falling in it, but until you realize where it is, what it is, and how you can get out of it, and also how you don't, you can't get out of it, but also go a different way, mm-hmm. you'll still keep falling into it. But you always can have another path and get out of a hole, get out of that hole. And this is not, and the hole can be your, your shadow, but it can also be any problem you have in life. Yeah, could be an addiction. Could be, yes. it could be, yeah, anything. Anything that's not serving you any. Could be a work, it could be a job, it could be, yeah. Anything that's not serving you anymore, to, to take that time to think about, you know, what needs to, what could, could needs change for you. Andrew, I am so happy that we take this time together. I'm looking forward yes. to already the next time when we talk about, um, you know, patterns that, that we can see in children at early ages yeah. that uh, could help parents, yes. uh, parent themselves and their children better. Yeah, uh, because it is a bit complicated because you don't uh, choose your Enneagram number till you're uh, late, till you're about to approach your uh, preteens and teens until yeah. it's fully solid. You, you, you're, you're still testing out the waters as to what you want to do. It's still like other, like your, astrolog- your astrological sign where you're born on a certain day at a certain time and that's what you've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's different than that kind of stuff. It's a little bit more fluid mm-hmm. uh, until, it's sol- until it solidifies and then your, pers- then your Enneagram number and your method for how to deal with danger and problems in the world has been solidified. We will talk about mm-hmm. that deeply next time because it is fascinating. It so is. cool. It really is. Andrew, I love you so much. Thank love you, you so too. much. Take care. Yes, Big, you huge too, hugs. And please consider what spiritual parenting means to you because whatever it is, just seek it. Ask for mm-hmm. it and do what it takes to make you shine. Have a wonderful day. Take care, everyone.